You're listening to the From Hostage to Hero podcast, episode number 236. When you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Welcome, everybody. Today we're talking about where's my verdict? Seven rules of manifesting an eight-figure verdict or anything else. All right. So I had someone specifically ask me to do a podcast on manifestation and specifically on how to get an eight-figure verdict through manifesting. So those of you who do not know what that means or you've heard the term and you're like, what does that actually mean? I'm reading the definition that I just Googled right before podcasting, which is manifesting is the act or practice of bringing something into your life through belief. Now, when people think about manifesting or even hear that particular definition, they're like, that's a bunch of woo-woo bullshit. You don't, you can't just think I'm a millionaire and poof, you're a millionaire. And I agree, obviously. I can't just think I have, you know, a Land Rover in my front driveway and suddenly I walk outside and it's there. The way that I use manifesting, believe manifesting, anything around manifesting is that I absolutely believe in two creations for anything that actually becomes a thing in in the world. There is the internal creation and then there's the outward creation. So for me, manifesting means getting really clear about the internal part of what it is you're trying to manifest while you're outwardly trying to make it happen. And it's kind of like setting yourself on the right channel or the right frequency to be in the right places, the right time to, to recognize opportunities. It's like, it's like, for me, it's like getting intensely, intensely focused. Now, do I believe that there's a magical woo-woo thing that happens and that you can manifest things out of thin air? Yes. Yes, I do. But I doubt that I'm going to convince you that that actually works. Um, but I've had too many things happen in my life and other people's lives to say that that doesn't happen. That said, you don't need to believe in the magical part. I'm just going to show you if, let's say it this way, if you believe in the magic of manifesting and the woo-woo-ness of it, these seven steps, are gonna you're going to love them. If you agree with me that you can manifest something by getting super focused about it, you're going to love these seven steps. So it's going to help either one of y'all. But all I got to say is a little woo-woo in your life is not a bad thing. Okay. Now, first, I'm going to start with my like my most favorite manifesting story ever. Actually, I'm going to start with a mini one and then my favorite one. So I got this book by Pam Grout. I think it's called E Squared. I can't remember what it is. But when I started getting interested in manifesting, and she had these little experiments that you're supposed to do. And so the first experiment was... Picture something and then expect to see it in 48 hours. Just something really simple. So I tried to think of something super simple, but something somewhat bizarre or random. And so what I my brain came up with was purple feather. So I just kind of set that intention. Okay, over the next 48 hours, I'm going to see a purple feather. 
And this was when Kevin and I lived downtown Portland and we would walk the waterfront mostly on weekends. And so one weekend, I think this was a Friday on Saturday morning, we head out and we're walking the waterfront and lo and behold, like not 10 minutes into our walk, there is a purple feather on the sidewalk. Now, I'm not suggesting that a purple, I made a purple feather fall out of the sky. It was Mardi Gras weekend. I didn't know that actually when I did the little experiment, but there's a, there's a logical reason for why the purple feather was there. I don't feel like I made it materialize, but why it was there when I was walking in that particular morning, I don't know. Maybe it always would have been there on that particular morning when I was walking. The point is I was looking for it. And that's what I want you to get out of the call today. Is, and that's going to be our first step that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Her second step was now I want, our second experiment was now I want you to expect a blessing in 48 hours. Just set the intention that you expect a blessing in 48 hours. So I was like, all right, I'll take a blessing in 48 hours. And this was a Wednesday. Uh, no, it was a Monday, I think. And we had gone to my parents' house for dinner on Wednesday. And we came back and I got into the bath. And maybe it was Wednesday, Friday. It doesn't matter. It was 48 hours later or 47 hours later. Because <laughs> I remember it was like 9.17 at night. And I wrote it down because that's just the right the time down. So I'm in the bath. It's around 9 o'clock. And I think to myself, shit, I totally forgot about that. Where the fuck's my blessing? I didn't get a blessing in 48 hours. And I start getting out of the bath and then it hits me. That morning, at the age of 42, I had taken a pregnancy test because I was a little late on a period. Now, I'd had two miscarriages before then. So I didn't expect it to be anything. And even before the lines could show up, I just threw it away because I was so like, this is stupid. Why, why would I think I'm pregnant? I, you know, even if I am, it's like, whatever. So... I thought to myself, could that be it? Is that the blessing? So I fish it out of the garbage and I pick it up and it has two fucking pink lines on it. And I'm like, oh my God. And I walk in and I show it to Kevin and the first thing out of my mouth is fuck. Because I did not want to have to go through a miscarriage again, which I was sure was going to happen. Kevin, of course, was very excited. So... So the story continues. I have to go in and I have to get the HCG test. And if you've had fertility problems, you know what that is. Once you become pregnant, they take your HCG level and then they test you again 48 hours later. And if it's doubled, that means it's most likely a viable pregnancy. If it hasn't doubled, probably not viable. And in the last two pregnancies I had, they did it for both because I was of maternal age. Um, neither one of them had doubled. So I went in and I got the test. That was actually on a Wednesday. That's what, I, that, that's what I'm remembering. And right away, it was very low. It was like in the hundreds, which is very low. And so I came home and I said, see, this is probably, this is not going to work. And so I reached for a glass of wine and I'm like, pour me a glass of wine. And Kevin's like, are you sure? And of course, no judgment. It probably wouldn't have hurt anything. But I was like, yes, because this is not going to, this isn't viable. This is stupid. And then I stopped and I said, wait. And I texted and emailed, I don't know, maybe 30 people, close friends, acquaintances, some people. And I said, I need you to send me your most amazing energy over the next 48 hours. And please don't ask me why. Just send it to me. I remember my mentor, Mary, was doing a Takatina circle at the time, which is this cool like rhythm circle that she did every Tuesday or Wednesday night. And uh, she's like, hey, I'm at Takatina. I will have the whole Takatina circle send you stuff. 
send you energy. So it's Friday. We head out for a vacation. We're at the grocery store and the phone rings. And we both look at each other. And I answer it. And it's, it's the lab. And they said, I'm sorry to tell you that your numbers did not double. And I immediately, my heart dropped. They said they tripled. And I went on to have a healthy daughter, totally healthy, delivered her at the age of 43. Now, my point with all of that is to say I believe in manifesting. And I'm going to share some other stories today that also, sh- you know, believe in manifesting. Now, could I, did I make my HCG numbers go up? I don't know. Maybe. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Number one rule of manifesting is get clear. Lots of times people will just say, well, I just want to be happy or I just want to be successful or I just, you know, want to have a great relationship. And I'm telling you that that is not going to manifest shit. You've got to get clear, right? I want a successful business. What does that mean? I want to be making this amount of money in this many years. I want to be able to buy these things. I want to have this kind of job where these kind of, you know, people I work with where I'm doing these kinds of things. You need to get so, so clear. And here's what's really important. You need to focus on what you want, not what you don't want. A lot of times people will say, well, I don't want this. or I want to get rid of that or I want to leave this. Nope. This has to be what you want. Manifesting energy has to be positive, something you're trying to create, not something you're trying to stop from happening. I got to share with you, I have a client who wanted to find a significant other years ago when we coached. And in our coaching sessions, we talked about exactly the type of person my client would want to be with. I mean, we're talking hair color, we're talking build, we're talking what this person would do for a job, we're talking about what kind of characters this person had, all of the things, right? We designed this person from scratch. We just had a coaching session a couple weeks ago and my client was telling me that they met someone new. And as they were describing this person, I went and looked this person up. And immediately it pinged my memory that, wait a minute, let me go back. We took notes on this. I didn't say that to my client. And I went back and I looked at my notes. And as I was reading the notes from years ago, I, and looking at the photo on the, on the computer screen, I thought, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> this person just manifested. I mean, down to the smallest detail. And when I shared this with my client, they were aghast. They had forgotten that we had done that. And here this person showed up. Number two, check your why. Why do you want it? Because here's where I see a lot of people go wrong. When you want something like an eight-figure verdict, for example, Oftentimes, what gets in your way, your resistance, we talk a lot about resistance and manifesting, your resistance is what's preventing you from getting it. And sometimes that's hidden in your why. So for example, the person that asked me to podcast on this, the reason why they said they wanted the eight-figure verdict is because then they could really show the world 
what H2H could do. And, you know, like that's a good reason. And I and, and then and then people would really pay attention to H2H. And I said, that's your that's your problem right there is your why is still focused on showing the world your worth, that you're good enough. That's not how manifesting works. You have to believe you're good enough to manifest what you want, not the other way around. We don't manifest things so that we will now feel better about ourselves. Manifestation, if anything, is the outward manifest of us already believing that we are amazing. That's why I always focus on be amazing. Do the amazing things. Believe that ahead of time. So you got to check your why. Is, is, do you want this thing because it's going to give you status, because you think then people will like you? That, you're not going to manifest that. You got to believe you are already amazing. And that people, it, whether people are like you or not, it has nothing to do with your amazingness. Because that's where I find a lot of resistance hiding for a lot of people. Number three, do not focus on the how. As my brilliant husband and lead mindset coach here, director of coaching actually at uh, SARDLM says, Kevin Delmont, that was a very long introduction to, here's what Kevin says, how is the killer of dreams? This is where I think if, if you're clear and you got you know, your why is pure. It's not trying to do anything for you. It's really this manifestation of who you already are or what you already are. This is where you get stuck. Because then you're like, but how? Like, now I got to figure out how to do the thing. How is the killer of dreams? You know, um, I have a very close friend who was a client who was in a really, really shitty job situation. Like, shitty job where they were working, they were not appreciated, they were treated badly. And for several years, we talked about this, right? And many times in our coaching sessions, we talked about what kind of job this person wanted and what kind of people they wanted to be working with and what kind of things they wanted to be doing. And for years, it didn't come to pass until one day it did. And now, and if you're listening to this, you're, you're laughing. I know you are. If we had gone back and, and, and plotted out how to get there and then looked at how we actually got there, we would have never had that on our bingo card. This would net, the way it came about was net, nothing either one of us could ever have even thought would be an, an option. It literally fell out of the sky when the person who I'm talking about right now, and I, I know I'm being cryptic on purpose, I'm sorry if that's annoying, but I want to hold people's confidences, was able to do some of the things that, that I'm talking about today. It like literally fell out of the sky and they are now in their absolute dream job. But they designed it ahead of time. By focusing on the how, you're going to get stuck in the details. Don't focus on the how. Which brings us to number four, feel it now. Listen, whether it's the eight-figure verdict or it's the big house or it's the dream job or the perfect spouse or mate, none of those things are things that you actually want for the things. You're chasing, as I said before, a feeling. When you get the eight-figure verdict, you think it's going to make you feel a certain way, which is why you want it. When you meet the person of your dreams, you think it's going to make you feel a certain way, which is why you want it. 
When you buy the house of your dreams, you think it's going to make you feel a certain way, which is why you want it. It's not about the house or the person or the job. It's about feelings. It's always about feelings, which is why so many of us go through life consistently changing our circumstances, our spouses, our houses in a search for happiness, and we're not going to find it there. We're never going to find it. We're never going to find our happiness in things or people or jobs, ever. Can those things add to our happiness? Yes, for sure. But you're chasing a feeling. So the number one way that you can get closer to manifesting the thing, because there's nothing wrong with saying to the universe, I want the eight-figure verdict. I want the nice house. I want to make $10 million. I want a spouse. Nothing wrong with that. But the number one way to get there is to give yourself the feeling that you think that's going to give you now. Feel it now. Because here's what we know. Science tells us this. Like attracts like. When you start feeling the feelings that you think you're going to feel once you get the verdict, once you have the wife, once you have the husband, you're more likely to attract that into your life. Physics tells us that. You know, there's a great book called The Power of Consistency written by a man who went to jail and then while in jail decided to change his life utterly and did mentally. He didn't say, well, I can't do anything about it because I'm in jail. He started rebuilding his life mentally while in jail, came out of jail. And I think within the first five years of being out of jail, like created a $5 million company and completely changed his life around and is now like this major speaker. Wendell something is his name. But the, the name of the book is Power of Consistency. He has what he calls a quiet time ritual where he literally visualizes what he's bringing into his life down to the smallest details. Now, there are some people that believe that you have to do that. And I love that. For me, I don't need to be like, this is exactly the house that I'm going to live in or this is exact. Because I don't want to get st again, stuck again on details. Right? I want to I accept whatever the universe is giving me. I get real clear on what I think success looks like, what it means, what I want to be doing in my life, how that all plays out. I, I leave that up to the universe to surprise me. I don't need to know like the exact detail because I don't want to get stuck on that. Because it may not get delivered exactly the way. There's nothing wrong with that, though. And that is very helpful, especially for beginning manifestors, to really, really get super clear on the details. The other thing about feeling it now is it keeps you in the present. So you're telling yourself things like, I am successful. I have this now. Even if you don't. It's staying in the present moment. Not I will or I hope, but I, I do, I have, I am. Number five. Let go. Once you've gotten clear, once you've checked your why to see if there's any resistance in there, once you're stopped focusing on the how and you're giving yourself those feelings now, let it go. You got to release it. Kind of reminds me of that phrase with money. You know, you got to spend money to make money. Most people think that that means, and it does actually mean that. I think that's the original definition. Uh, the re meaning of the phrase, most people think it means, you know, to make money, you have to spend money. Like you have to buy, you know, office furniture and you have to buy advertising and payroll and things. And that's going to help you make money because that will help you get clients and all. And yes, that's what it means. I think it means the other definition of it is you got to let money go to let money come in. You got to spend money to make money. In my money training, I talk about how money is a flowing thing. The minute that you stop the flow, 
yeah, you've stopped spending, but you've also stopped the incoming. Money comes where it's needed. I so believe that. I've been able to manifest the most amazing shit money-wise, believing that very thing. Same thing can be across the board in terms of manifesting. If you're not letting go of this thing, if you've gotten really clear on it, and then you're like just holding it like, this has got to come true. This has got to come true. I've got to get the eight-figure verdict. I've got to do this. I've got then it can't do anything. It can't move. You, I mean, think about literally holding on to it. Let's say it's like a wish or a letter that you're writing to the universe. And you write this letter and you're like, this is what I want. And it, I, I don't need it, but it'd be so great to have it. And I don't care how I get it. And I'm giving myself the feelings now. And then you just walk around and you're just holding the letter all the time. And you're just like sleeping with the letter. And you're like showing people the letter. And then you, but you never fucking send the letter. The universe never gets the letter. Let that shit go. Which brings us to number six. Trust. Once you let it go, trust. Trust it's going to happen and never, ever, 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 ever stop believing it's going to happen. There have been many times that I wanted to quit. We just talked about this last night. Many times where I was like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. This is too hard on me. It's not happening. It's not going to ever happen. And then I was like... No, no, no. I got to trust. I got to trust. I got to trust. And here I am with a seven-figure business doing work I love. Number six might be the most important out of all these. Trust. Don't, just because it doesn't happen right away. Think of these examples I've told you about. I had to have two miscarriages before third time's a chart. This person stayed in this shitty job for many years before the perfect job fell out of the sky. This person designed their perfect partner before that person showed up. Years later, it's not going to happen on your timetable. It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. And number seven, be grateful. How often do you want to give more stuff to a child that's ungrateful? You don't want to give shit to a child that's ungrateful. You're like, learn to like what you have first, and then maybe we'll talk about it. Right? Same goes for us. We're all ungrateful children. We're all wanting more. We're all unsatisfied. I'm not saying you have to be satisfied. I'm never fucking satisfied. I always want better, more. I want to make shit ton of money. I want to do sh awesome things. I, I'm never going to sit back on my laurels and just wait for shit to happen. But I am so grateful for everything that I have have had and I'm going to have. This changes your mindset. Again, like attracts like. If you are grateful for what you already have, you're going to get more of that shit. But if you're focusing on what you don't have, and why don't I have this? And why does everybody else have this? And I, I'm stuck and I, I'm not a really great trial lawyer because I don't have the eight-figure verdict. And be grateful for what you have now. I'm so grateful that I'm listening to this podcast and changing my mindset. I'm so grateful for the opportunities I've had to, to hone my trial skills. I'm so grateful. It's coming. It's coming. I've, I, I have it. I have it. I have it. And it will come. Now, here's the caveat to all of this. You have to be doing things. You can't just sit here and work these seven steps and lay in bed for 40 days and just hope that it, you're going to open the door and there it is. You got to be working on trial skills. You got to be getting out there. You got to be doing a, a gratitude practice. You got to be keeping your mind clear. You got to be exercising so you're you're feeling good and not getting down in the dump. You got to be doing shit. This isn't like some some thing that some gimmick, some get out of you know the universe free <laughs> card. Right? I, don't have to, I can bypass all the hard work and just do this. I don't think things have to be hard. Don't get me wrong. This is a way to, to enhance the work that you're doing. You still do the work. This is a way to enhance it. This is a way to really get clear. 
to get those like that fiber optic, right? Those, those networks just going and shooting and firing. It's going to happen faster when you get super focused and you manifest. Now, I'll leave you with this, which is one of my favorite manifesting things ever. It's called the 5 by 55 If there is something in your life, I mean, you could try any of the other examples that I, I gave you to, you know, the, the picture something and see it show up in 48 hours or expect a blessing in 48 hours. But one of my favorite ones is 5 by 55 And take an affirmation like, um, the jury loves me and will bring back a verdict of 16 million. The jury, let's say you're going to trial. And you're going to write that. Notice how it's present tense. The jury loves me and is awarding me 16 million. Keep it present, not is going to. Is awarding me 16 million and 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 is giving me 16 million. Whatever it is, you write it down 55 times in a row, not changing a single word. If you do, you have to start all over. The jury loves me and it and wants to give me $16 million. Maybe that's it. The jury loves me and wants to give my client $16 million. The jury loves me. You write that 55 times. You do that five days in a row. And then you put it in a drawer. Some people like to burn it and release it into the universe. Some people like to just keep it in a drawer and as a reminder. And then watch what happens. Cool shit has happened when I've done the 555. I've used it two or three times in my life when I really, really was trying to manifest something very specific. Again, you got to work all the steps though. You got to let go, not focus on the how, give yourself the feeling. If you, if you use that thing and then you're like, oh God, okay, I wrote this five by 55 and oh my God, if it doesn't happen, it's not going to happen. Use it as a fun manifesting exercise. Try it with something small and just see what happens. There's my podcast for you, the person who asked me. I hope that helps. Love you. Talk soon. Have you ever wished that you knew what the jury was thinking? Well, grab a pen and paper because I'm about to give you instant access to a free training I created for plaintiff trial attorneys called Three Powerful Strategies to Help You Read a Juror's Mind. It's going to help you to understand what the jury is thinking so you'll feel confident to trust them and yourself in the courtroom. Ready for the address? Go to sorryswears.com forward slash jury. Enjoy. Enjoy.